జరాసం ఐ థింక్ అబౌట్ దిస్ బుక్ మార్క్ ఆల్రెడీ ది మార్నింగ్ ప్రవచనం ఇట్కి అంతరు ఐ హవ్ గివెన్ టూ డిఫరెంట్ స్టేట్మెంట్స్ ది రిక్వెస్ట్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ బ్రదర్ నవనీతం టు బ్రింగ్ అవుట్ బుక్ మార్క్స్ ఫర్ ది మేకాల్ వన్ ఈజ్ గాడ్ ఈజ్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ ది ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ బిలీఫ్ ఈజ్ నీడ్లెస్ అబౌట్ దిస్ ఐ హ్యావ్ స్పోకెన్ ఇన్ ది మార్నింగ్ దేర్ ఇస్ నో నీడ్ టు బిలీవ్ దట్ వీ ఆర్ ఎగ్జిస్టింగ్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ ఈజ్ వెరీ క్లియర్ టు ఆల్ ఆఫ్ అస్ దట్ వీ ఆల్ ఎగ్జిస్ట్ సో అబౌట్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ ఐ స్పోక్ అబౌట్ more than half an hour in the morning asmi ahamasmi sohamasmi brahma ahamasmi that we exist is the basic fundamental state that's why we are called and we exist eternally therefore we are called beings venus is existence and we are beings we continue to exist all that is built up over it may change but it remains the awareness in its different planes keep on changing it can be evolving it can be involuting so existence to know that we do exist is is to know that there is god that's why god itself is eternal existence and we too are part of that existence so when we reach the samadhi state we only exist there's no even the awareness is merged in existence in that state the great seers stay and left there they receive an impulse to do something for the world so therefore existence is god and to experience existence belief is needless this is one statement you can in the morning i explained a lot about it that we exist need not be explained but with that existence as basis the awareness springs up and it takes to different states of awareness and it is in these states of awareness there is difference they are simply seen as eight states of awareness if you take ashta prakrutis or in theology they say seven states of awareness so the state of i am the state of buddhi the state of mind and the five successive states of <coughs> the matter this is how they can be experiencing these states of awareness but existence is common and is eternal so anything exists exists for all times to come and since we ex- we exist we exist for all times to come but all that is built up upon existence keeps changing so when you associate with your existence you remain the eternal one and you can witness what is happening in you what is it that your awareness awareness is a kind of a dancing ever flowing anapagamini ever flowing energy emerging from existence that's why we call it as chaitanya pravaha it is ever changing and there is a way to stabilize it 
That's what a yogi does. He, he, he stabilizes it and makes it ghana chaitanya, so that he is stable and he is not affected by the surroundings, he is not affected by time, he is not affected by people, he is not affected by events, that kind of a stability, which is, can also be gained through regular practices. And this stability is what one gains when one relates to, relates to exist, his own existence within him. That is what is also called Brahman. Brahman is also called existence, existence is called Brahman. And it is the state from which all other successive states happen in nine steps. This is what I explained to you all. In the morning we take to pure awareness and then take to will, take to knowledge, take to activity, that is the triangle. Through the triangle we enter into the fivefold world with the help of the fivefold mind, with the, relating to the five senses, five sensations, five sense organs. In the scheme of ten, existence stands as the foremost. So relating to existence is what is intended through contemplation. So therefore, faith is not needed for faith is not needed for that purpose, because we know that we do exist. Only thing is, upon that existence there is a lot of mutation that keeps happening in us in terms of our awareness. As we awaken, the awareness is into a kind of a mutation. And that mutation leads you to varieties of thoughts, varieties of actions, varieties of speeches, and throughout the day you are in mutation. There is a part in us which, which does not mutate. There is a part in us which mutates, which... So the immutable part and the immutable part, the two together is what we are made up of. It is like in our olden days, they used to give the symbol of Tiragali. You know Tiragali, the, the base stone remains stable and the upper stone keeps on moving around, transforming the, the seeds into flower. So, there is a part in us which keeps on moving, moving. It moves in seven different places. <coughs> At the moment you wake up, you, you have the impact of the will, and then you wish to do something, that itself is immutability. Then you gain the knowledge relating to it, and then you plunge into action. As one action is over, you get into another action. As that action is over, you get into another action. So, so much of mutation keeps happening with all beings in the world, be it in physical plane or even in the subtlest of the planes. Everywhere there is mutation and that is what is seen as the play of awareness. That play of awareness is what is called in Sanskrit Chaitanya Vilasa. Chaitanya Vilasa or Sri Vilasa. Sri includes the will, Sri includes knowledge, Sri includes the power to act. Icha, Jnana, Sri, Kriya, Shakti, or Lakshmi, Saraswati, Parvati, they are all called Sri. Ignorance is also called Sri, because it is also a part of a dimension of awareness. So therefore, this, this three, Icha, Jnana, Kriya, Shakti, they keep on Put, they put you to mutation with your existence as basis. If you don't exist, there is no 
and you exist and you have no awareness or a meditating awareness it is a state where you have a total stability it's like it is stone like but not stone <coughs> cs are like that they stay this is stone stable or rock stable rock steady or stone stable there are expressions so to stay to more or less stabilize the awareness is what we are practicing so that we clearly see the existence for that i gave the example of the unlit screen and then the lit screen and then the image and the screen see a, a screen when it is lit and and the when the imagery is not yet that is a state where the awareness is stable that is what we call satchit but for that chit to emerge there is sat as the basis so that is what exactly we are and we get into contemplations or meditations we try to touch that very source of our being which is also we said to be the master or ishvara so for this you don't need any particular faith you don't need any particular belief that's why yoga it, it does not demand belief it only demands an inquiring awareness an awareness that is deeply interested in inquiring of things about things is one dimension by which the cs remains stable for all times to come and they know the time they know the place and they also know what they have to do within the coordinates of time and space that's how they work and they are eternally there because even if the form changes they are not affected because they know form is the ultimate precipitate of this awareness form is the ultimate precipitate of this awareness and your behavioral pattern also has lot of mutations in it they also stabilize the behavioral pattern which we call the personality or the charapurusha so the charapurusha is stabilized with the help of the acharapurusha that one is just like lakshmana is stable in the presence of rama or a shishya is stable in the presence of guru so a stable energy can give that kind of transmission by which the mutating energy can also find its its own stability that's how this guru shishya sampradaya has come to be a guru is one who is stable and by his being around those who are around will also gain stability if you sit with a guru he observes all your mutations and you tend to be stable that's why when we go to a sadguru you are quieted a bit you are quieted very perceptibly you are quieted in such a manner that you feel the comfort of being quiet the comfort of not so mutative that's it is experience that is why we keep on visiting the sadgurus and just being around why because there is the their stability causes the, the that permeation and that permeation also 
settles down the mutating energies in the others and consequently they feel very comfortable in the presence only to experience that presence people visit their masters so this stability can be gained with the presence of a guru or with the assistance of a guru or with the science of yoga so this stability is what master sri intends to bestow on us he says in so many ways to for example deep deep he says if you deep deep what happens from senses to mind from mind to pulsation respiration respiration to pulsation pulsation to subtle pulsation subtle pulsation to almost no pulsation you reach so you are stable when you are stable and when you are not circumscribed by so many varieties of thoughts your presence permeates as the present presence permeates the peace prevails the poise prevails gradually in its depth the bliss prevails so that's why it is blissful many experience such kind of bliss master amen who was so very restless he was a very active intelligence very active was so very restless and he has said about the master he went to kumbakonam to seek peace and as he went to kumbakonam the master was at the threshold of the house as he saw the master the master saw him and said what for have you come he said i want peace then the master said it is granted so not so easy see you don't hear such dimensions it is granted that's it and from that moment he was just peaceful not only peaceful he went deep into his to his own being and he very quickly realized eh, the self and the master cvv himself said you have gained what is to be gained you can give the whatever you gained from me you can also transfer and even titled him as little master see just that's the kind of presence a sadguru can give that in his presence we have such episodes with many sadgurus so when gudipati venkatachalam garu when he visited ramana marsh he was a man with so many varieties of activities he has heard of ramana maharshi he went to ramana maharshi to ask many questions to have almost a catechism meaning a samvada ramana maharshi isa how agitated is is the energy in him and as he came and sat before him and was about to, was about to open the mouth and speak ramana maharshi said urakundappa urakunda meaning do not brew urata ante mana telusara uragaya atla urtu brewing do not brew yes. that worked as a mantra for him and ramana maharshi did not speak a word more than that to him initially it was a reaction to to him he returned and the way he started working as a mantra urakundappa 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 and ultimately he realized the whole game is to be to stabilize the 
the endless dancing of one's own energy would give you the needed peace. When you are in rajas, you are in such endless activity. When you are in tamas, you are in the other side of it, which is also an activity. Other side of it. A desire is as much a, a, a positive requirement while an aversion is a negative requirement. Isn't it? When we say, I want this, it's a desire. When we say, I don't want this, it's also a desire, but it's a negative form. Isn't it? When we like something, it's a positive dimension of the awareness. When we don't like something, it is also an activity of awareness. And Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Nadveshti Nakanshati. You neither like nor do you dislike. Then you are stable. So only when you are stable you realize that you are, you know, you feel the beauty of your existence. That's what we say, bliss of existence, isn't it? Let us receive the influx of thy plenty of prana into our systems so that we may resist disease, decay and death, realize the highest truth, the pure love and the bliss of existence. Bliss of existence is that is most approximate to you, only we deny it to ourselves. There are people who are very blissful at all times, remain poised at all times, they always carried a smile at their lips at all times. That's where we see the ideal as Krishna. Krishna, he always, even in the most, even in the worst of crisis, he kept his smile on because he knows it's all the game of the awareness. It is, keep, it is playing in a, in a variety of ways, in a complexity of ways. So, when he looks at beings, they're still, isn't it? They're still. There are examples. The master, once when someone came to, and was stat, standing before him and went on talking, he said, still. And he became a statue. Still. When Krishna looked at the clan who wanted to protect Rukmini from him in the episode of Rukmini Kalyana, he just looks around all. Basically, all are units of existence. So, from the standpoint of existence, when he looked around, the awareness of all the great warriors like Janasandha, Shisupala, Rukmi, etc., still, still. He smiled at them and they also got, they got still. The stillness, which is different from silence. To be silent is something, to be still is another thing. That is what is spoken of Lord Shiva. He is Thanu, he said. The morning also he said. So that's how the awareness which is ever moving, it keeps on from the morning till evening. It turns you out. Completely. Completely. People get tired out of their own thoughts. Who wanted them to get tired? There are people who are tireless and they turn out much better work with a smile. In fact, people who are 
who are more stable are able to turn out more work than those who are not so very stable. It is your stability that enables manifestation of grand work. When you are yourself not stable, this away your awareness. See, Mother is also praised as Prajnana Ghanarupina, isn't it? She is the Svarupa of Jnana and Prajnana and she, she is a solidified form of Jnana or awareness. So this stability is what a Master gives. And only when the awareness is stable you can experience the bliss of your existence. But remember that we are all in existence and periodically we spring into awareness. Periodically we spring into awareness. Periodically means in the morning we spring into awareness, till the evening we do all kinds of things, varieties of things. By evening the awareness is absorbed again into existence. So the whole game is that of awareness upon the platform of existence. That's why the whole thing is seen as the play of Chaitanya with the cooperation of Satya. That's what we call Shiva and Shakti. So to relate to existence, we have to stabilize your awareness. To stabilize your awareness, the only way is to think of your existence. If you think of existence, your awareness gets stable. It, 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 it looks as though in a split second you are arrested in, re, in relation to your awareness. So when you are in that kind of awareness, you are very blissful. Not only you are blissful, you permeate. Because existence permeates, it is within existence everything is built. Within existence everything is built. So if you make so many planes of Chaitanya makes so many planes of existence, but all these have the basis in existence. There is physical existence. It's existence. Physical is the quality of Chaitanya. Emotion is the quality of Chaitanya, but existence is calm. Mental state is a, is a quality of awareness, but mental existence, existence is calm. The common factor is existence. That's why relating to existence is what is called relating to Brahman. Relating to Brahman. So this Brahman is what is intended to be bestowed on us. So when you get into prayer, sometimes you are not there. It happens, even in our prayers. Blessed are those who frequently get absorbed into a state of non-existence, but there, they know by, by, by inference that they have been into exist, pure existence. So that such ones, they are the ones who can permeate. <clears throat> That's why Siddha, sitting quietly here, closing his eyes, he permeates into the surroundings and affects the surroundings, guides the surroundings. That's how when someone is entering into the ashram of a master, the master knows even when he enters around ten kilometers in, this, in a circumference of ten kilometers, in the case of Sri Agastya Maharshi, it was 
They said fourteen yojanas. His his presence is permeating. So the moment Rama stepped into the Ara of the Ashram, he said, We are in the forest it is there. He said, We are now into the ashram of Arasya. Because Rama also can experience it. So such is the beauty of permeation of the being when he is into awareness. You are trying to be expanding with your abilities. It is like Ravana going all around. He <clears throat> is not stable. His awareness he is, he is totally unstable. He can never, never stay home. He can never stay put. He is always on the move, moving things. Go, go to every plane of existence, collect things from there, preserve them in the Pushpaka Vimana. So he went on going places. But a seer sitting in one place, he permeates all places. Permeates. That's how a Sadguru permeates sitting, say in Arunachala, or in Kumbhakona, or in Shirdi, or in Dakshineshwar. They, they permeated the whole planet. They did not move. Their presence moves and it impacts. We have so many such stories with respect to Master CBV. I can give you an episode that in South America, in the country Venezuela, there is a mount called Avila near the capital city Caracas. In South America, there is a nation called Venezuela. There are about nine to twelve nations there. It's a huge continent. And very little we know about it, the Asians, because they are not as developed as the North American continent. So in that country, in the north of South America, there is what is called Venezuela. In that Venezuela, Venezuela, there is a group who keep meditating and following the path of seventh ray master called Master Rakoji. Master Rakoji. So they have been working over twenty-five years in relation to the rhythms and in relation to the teachings of Master Rakoji or Count Saint Germain, they call it. And every full moon they used to go to that mount, at the peak of the mount, they, they used to meditate. In one of those meditations, which was after twenty-five years of work, they have heard a voice, they have heard a voice saying that it's about time that you come in contact with Master Jupiter. Master Jupiter means Master Agasya or Sage Agasya. And his representation is Master CVV in the present cycle of time. This is known because there was another episode that happened in Elagiris when Master E.K. was with a, a theosophist whose name is Albert, Albert Sesi. Albert Sesi was an advanced theosophist and he believed in a lot of meditational work. He had the vision and experience of various masters of wisdom. And he wanted to gain the presence of the master of Nilgiris. He wanted to gain the presence of the master of Nilgiris. Therefore, he went to Kotagiri, where there is a theosophical 
సొసైటీ రిట్రీట్ ప్లేస్ ఈ వెంట దేర్ అండ్ హీ వెంట ఆన్ మెడిటేటింగ్ దేర్ అండ్ ఇన్ సీసాఫికల్ ప్యారలన్స్ ది మాస్టర్ ఆఫ్ నీలగిరీస్ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో కాల్ మాస్టర్ జూపిటర్ మాస్టర్ జూపిటర్ ఈజ్ ది నేమ్ విచ్ ఈస్ గివెన్ టు అగస్యా ఇన్ సీసాఫికల్ ప్యారలన్స్ హీ వెంట ఆన్ మెడిటేటింగ్ అండ్ హీ కుడ్ నాట్ రియలీ గెయిన్ ది విజన్ ఆఫ్ హిమ్ so he came back to adayar and he was staying there and into his hand a magazine that was being run by masrike fell it came into his hands in that magazine mihira he found an article written by masrike about the planetary configuration astagraha kotami in 1962 he read all that <coughs> and he was interested to contact masri so masrike was invited he was in guntur at that time he was invited to adayar and they had a one to one conversation about the the, the wisdom as also the masters of it then albert sesi being one of the prominent members of the isafkal society he said shall we go to kotagiri which is in nilagiris when he went, his master accompanied him because it was holidays for him and they went to kotagiri and there also they were exchanging wisdom because master had the vedic background which a westerner cannot have so they were he was receiving a lot of information about it. and then slowly when the when it comes to prayers they were praying they were doing prayers together and one day albert sesi asked masrike whom do you relate to for your prayers whom do you relate to in your prayers so then master took out master cvv's picture from his bag and showed this is the master whom i relate as he saw the picture he went into a different state of awareness and he realized that this is the master whom he was looking for in nilagiris and he said this is master jupiter master ike himself confirmed it because by the time as i said yesterday all that is he has a tremendous information about the ashrams about masters of wisdom this is one book where under the caption mars master writes that there are ashrams of our of the masters of wisdom even in planets like mars master maurya has an ashram even in the planet mars so all that when they were sharing and when the picture of master cvv is shown he went into a trance and he got tremendous expansion of consciousness and he felt so great about relating to the master so why i said this is master jupiter as as a term is very popular in theosophical parlance so the the group that was meditating in venezuela they also had a voice it's about time that you come in contact with the master of jupiter and his teachings so that's where they were looking for where do they get the information about master jupiter and about masters as a, of master jupiter and his teachings so they went on contemplating and then they found that there is a, an indian who is giving the teachings of master jupiter all over in europe and in uh, 
సౌత్ అమెరికా సో దే కేమ్ ఇన్ టచ్ విత్ ది త్రూ ది ఇంటర్నెట్ అండ్ దెన్ దే ఇన్వైటెడ్ మీ అండ్ ఐ డెంట్ నో ఆల్ దిస్ దే టుక్ మీ స్ట్రేట్ అవే టు దట్ మౌంట్ దే టుక్ మీ స్ట్రేట్ అవే టు దట్ మౌంట్ అండ్ సెడ్ నౌ యూ టెల్ అస్ ది వెరీ పర్పస్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ ఇన్వైటింగ్ యూ హియర్ దే ఇన్వైటెడ్ మీ and on the very first day they took me to the top of the mount it was a very difficult journey only through four wheelers four wheel drive jeeps we can go and you are passed if you don't get any back pain that kind of a travel was it it was and then they took me there and said you tell us why we invited you over there what is it? so anyatha saranam nasti tvameva saranam mama తస్మాత్ కారుణ్యభావేన రక్ష రక్ష మహేశ్వర సో రిలేటెడ్ టు మాస్టర్ సివి వాట్ ఈస్ దిస్ అండ్ వెంట్ ఆన్ మెడిటేటింగ్ లెట్ ఎస్ మెడిటేట్ సో దే మెడిటేటెడ్ అండ్ దే ఫౌండ్ ది సేమ్ పర్సన్ విత్ ఎ రెస్ప్లెండెంట్ ఫామ్ అండ్ దే వర్ సర్ప్రైజ్ దే ఓపెన్ ది రైస్ ఐ ఆల్సో ఓపెన్ ది ఐస్ and then they said who is the ma- whose teachings who is the master you are following and what are his teachings can i can we see his picture so then i showed the picture of master cvv that's it see this is how they can sitting we think they sit in a place doing nothing but they permeate and they they are the forerunners if master cvv's work has happened all over the planet today he is the forerunner he is the forerunner and his mediums mn runs before and also master ke they prepare the ground and you go and then make make things familiar familiar to them why because the master has such ability to permeate even in the beginning when he was giving prayers even in the beginning when he was giving prayers he was saying don't think this is you five or six people who sit before me don't think i am initiating you i am initiating the whole planet i am initiating the entire humanity when he was talking like that people thought something has gone wrong in this man but all that came through all that came through. so that's where existence existence brahman brahman isn't it brahman brahman is a it, it permeates he permeated even to the planets into planetary spheres he says i have given new functions to saturn and shukra i have given new functions to saturn and shukra so they do not function as before they have they are interested with new functions if you if you read the book on uranus which i have written what are all the new functions that are interested to planets ever since the advent of the energy of master cvv they were all recorded in it they were all recorded in it you can go through the book on uranus the new age alchemist every planet invariably is interested with initial functions and uh, certain other functions which they were carrying out found to be obsolete and they were all eliminated 
This detail can be found in the book Puranas, because when you get into the New Age astrology, as coming from Master Jalpur or coming from Master E.K., you get the right hints of the work that is happening through Master CVV. Master CVV function is the, the energy that he has brought in is, is the energy of Uranus. <coughs> it is the energy that causes very fast transformation. Your karma is also cleared fast. Karma is cleared fast. He, he gives one a occult, one meditation saying, karma is neither neither postponed nor purged, but is neutralized. He has different and very mystical ways of clearing things. Whatever great calamity that has to happen to you, according to your karma, he would make you experience it in a dream state and it is over. <clears throat> in a dream state. In the dream, when you experience it, it is real to you. But when you come out of the dream, you feel, ah, this is only a dream. So like that, through dream he clears. Through sometimes you are gripped by some very discomfortable thoughts, uncomfortable thoughts, highly uncomfortable thoughts, you are gripped for a while. After some time they are gone, it's also clearance of karma. <clears throat> there are different ways by which he clears karma. That's a, that is, he, he found varieties of ways to ensure that the the luggage of karma which holds back the progress of the humans is cleared faster. That's why he was insisting whether you follow your early, the traditions in which you are or not, take to this and work with it. This is complete by itself. He did not prevent the follow, his, his followers to follow the tradition as well, but they said it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Just be with this prayer, it will transform you, it will give you enough knowledge, it will enable you to move forward, and it is experienced with Master MN, with Master VPS, with Master EK. There are so many mediums who could find that kind of unfoldment only with the prayer. Only with the prayer. And that's where he, he said, healing, it sails in Master CVV's path. Healing also happens in a very peculiar manner. Very peculiar. Teaching, healing are the two wings of the Master's work. He permeates and he directly causes the uh, evolution of the being. And though you receive the mantra through a medium, the master himself directly functions with you. Directly functions. Why? Because he is just pure existence. It's an embodiment of existence. And the, if you see his photograph, you don't see an ex, any expression in it. You don't see any expression. If you look to him, you are still. You don't see a smile, you don't see him serious, and you don't see him smiling. You don't see any expression in him. Why? Because as you look to him, you are also still. And he suggested only that picture to be related to 
for purposes of prayer and meditation. He has himself clearly said. He said, no lamp is necessary, no candles are necessary, just light and incense. Why? Because the master is an aquarium master, he predominantly works with air, and the, through air he reaches you, and to purify the air just use some incense. <coughs> we belong to the fourth kingdom in the creation. There are three kingdoms above us, there are three kingdoms below us. The planetary devas, the solar devas and the cosmic devas, they are above us. The, the animal, the plant and the mineral is behind us. We are the middle one. So also, the middle energy is what is taken in us in the anahata, which is also regulated by air. Air is the means through which the transformations are intended now. There were times, so if you go to West, I say, you were earlier baptized by water and later baptized through Jesus Christ, through fire. Now you are being baptized by air. That's how it is. Earlier times, emotional purification of emotion and gaining devotion was the method. Then came the method of purification through fire, meaning entertaining sublime thoughts and relating to the the cosmic and solar and planetary concepts of creation, you, are, you develop a clean mind, mind is fire. You walk into the light. Today, in Aquarian age, it is with the air. <coughs> air. The work is through the air. Air is the fourth element again. Matter, water, fire and air. Purifying you through air, he puts you to Akasha. That's where <coughs> the entire work relating to Master's prayer is mostly around the pulsating principle in the heart. He, that's where he says, get inside, relate to what is happening inside. The first and fundamental and foremost thing that you, you find when you turn inward with the help of your respiration is the pulsating principle. So as much as you relate to it, so much change keeps happening. For that you can take to respiration. And when respiration reaches its equilibrium, and prana and apana, when they gain their equilibrium, you are into samanavayu. And that samanavayu lets you into your own pulsating principle. When you get into the pulsating principle, when, when this is happening, already, as I said yesterday or day before, you gain, you gain the warmth in the body. I told you that there was so much warmth with the Master that he was drinking buttermilk and all. Isn't it? Warmth happens. Warmth is an indica- is indication of a fusion of fires within us. In the, in the, in the prayer, when warmth happens to us, Warmth enables fusion of the latent fire, latent heat which exists in the cells of the body. That is our body temperature. The body temperature we measure, if it is 98 by 0.4, we are comfortable. That is in the, that is the latent heat in the cells of the body. And when you make 
respirations, there is an active heat that is generated. Active heat. Prana itself is full of fire. The pranic fire joins the fire which is in the cells of the body and together when they are fused, then arises the emergence of a light which we call Kundalini, Kundalini fire. You are working with the pulsating principle, enables uplift of the fire and the, the fire of Kundalini moves up into the heart, then you walk into the field of light. And when the practices are regular for long years, when you are regularly sitting in a field of light, the light, that field in which you are, impacts you and transforms your, the tissues of your body. The body tissues have to be transmuted for our upliftment or for our evolution. Body cells, they can be full of inertia, they can be full of dynamism, but they are not poised. And the mass of the matter is very much in it. So by, by putting a, a sustained slow flame, which I say always, a sustained slow flame, the cooking is better done, isn't it? If you want a, a dish to be cooked in a, in a very, to, the, to, to its optimum taste, the cooking has to be at the low flame. Since we don't have time, we want quickly our food and we would like to prepare everything. In about one hour's time we use all kinds of supplements and put lot of too much fire and then it gets cooked but it would not have as much nourishment and taste as it would otherwise have. Preparing things to microwave is different from preparing things with a low flame. Low flame. So that low flame in you will be giving you the comfort and also give you the needed transmutation. This transmutation has to happen to your body. You can't be as much a mass of body as before. I am not saying the, in terms of the weight that your body shows on the, on the weighing machine. The cells of the body tend to be light, tend to release themselves from the mass of the matter. And as the cells tend to be transparent, they tend to be gaining more and more light. That's how the lighted body, which he calls Sushma Sri Nirmana, it keeps happening when we are very, very regular with our prayers. <clears throat> and prayers have to be in tune with what he has given as simple instructions that we have to keep observing inside. Keep observing inside means you will get into the pulsating principle, get engaged with it. Patanjali's yoga also speaks of the same. And then, when you get into, as I said, when prana and apana are equalized, then you get into samana prana and you get into the pulsating principle which is being conducted in you, regardless your proposal. You, you are not proposing to conduct it. It is happening in you. So it's an intelligence which is beyond you that is conducting in you the pulsating principle. So when you are curious enough, when you when you have enough jignasa, see jignasa is most required for any progress in any path, unless you have that uh, inquiring nature to know what exactly what is it that is what is that intelligence 
which is conducting this pulsation, you go deep into it. If in the room, when you are sleeping, if some sounds are happening, don't you get inquisitive? Don't you get inquisitive? What is that sound? Could it be a rat? Could it be something else? Or is there someone in the room like that? The mind is already very, very, very hmm, active and fully engrossed with that thought to know what it is, isn't it? So when this pulsating resonance, when it is giving you the sound of soham, 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 it is a centripetal and centrifugal functioning. When you keenly listen to it, you listen so hum, so hum, so hum, so. So when you when you grow nearer to it, it draws you deeper into it. When you go nearer to it, it draws you deep, deeper into you, and then you get into subtle pulsation. Subtle pulsation. When you get into subtle pulsation, the the fire, the the latent heat in the cells. The active heat coming from the respiratory activity together, when they come, when they join together, when they fuse together, then there is the pull of the energy which is posited in Muladhara into the heart center. <coughs> That's how the Kundalini fire rises. And then you are much more into a field of light. When you continuously remain in this field of light, Slowly the body cells, they lose their weight. See, anything that is put to cooking, it loses its heaviness, isn't it? Why do we eat potato after cooking? It loses its heaviness. You don't eat, you can eat tomato without cooking it, but you can't eat potato without cooking it. You can't eat the rice grains as such. But when they are cooked, you can eat it because they tend to be lighter. There is a transformation in the cells of the grain, and therefore it becomes more agreeable to you. Likewise, your cells also go through that kind of transformation. This is what is called transmutation, which is the fundamental step in yoga for progress. Transmutation is possible only in the fourth state of pranayama, which Master does by just inviting you to join the prayer. Straight away into the fourth standard. Straight away into the fourth standard. No play school, no kindergarten, no lower KG, no upper KG, no first standard, no second standard, no third standard, directly to fourth standard. Gaining time and space is a dimension of equivalent age. Gaining time and space is a dimension of aquarian age. So yoga is also put to the aquarian dimension. Aquarian dimension. That's why Mr. Razu was saying, your teaching is giving is giving aquarian dimension. Kindly write commentary on Sita Rama Anjanaya Samvada. <coughs> so it's a different story. Aquarian dimension is different. It 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 gives you the benefit of gaining time. That's why the Master said, in twelve years I can let you find the etheric form in you, which, through which you can even move to the body. That is his promise. In five years you get the grip. In ten years you are more or less 
finished by 12 years, which is a Jupiterian cycle, the work is over. Provided morning, evening, that continuity is there, that intent is there, that observing within is there, by which you go deeper into your own being. That's why the very first mantra is dip deep. If you dip deep, what happens is when you go to subtle pulsation from mind, when mind is applied upon respiration, respiration and mind together, they culminate into pulsation. Pulsation leads you to subtle pulsation. When you are into subtle pulsation, you see the axis in you. The axis which exists in your spinal column. That's why dip deep, axis arrange ours. It's all, of course, there was a, for nine days and for one may call in Argentina, I spoke upon all those mystic mantras. So coming back to our theme, you go, when you go deep into your own being, first thing that would happen to you is the body cells are transmuted. When the body cells are transmuted, your seventh tissue, which is called sukra, it tends to gain ojas. ojas. And then the, as you continue to with the practice, it, it, it gains tejas. So that's why you, you tend to be very radiating, very attractive, very magnetic. And your speech quality and the tone of the speech, everything changes. It tends to be magnetic. Magnetic. That means when you speak, it is spellbound. People listen without looking hither and thither. Because it's all on account of the transmutation that the body takes to. After the transmutation, there is transcendence. Transcendence is an upward movement. That's where the samana prana will interest you to udana prana. Udana prana is the one that leads you from the from this pulsating principle which we see in the heart center. Slowly the pulsating principle keeps moving upwards. That's the work of Udana. That is what is also called Mukhya Prana for Yoga and is related to Lord Hanuman. In Madhva system, Anjaneya is seen as the Mukhya Prana, he lifts you up. So that's how with the air master, who is an Aquarian master, he is he puts you to the the functioning of the air in you which is proximate to the sky. Air is most proximate to the sky, isn't it? When from Akasha, the air emerges, from air the fire emerges. So therefore you are moving up and that is what is called Pratyahara and Yoga. Udhanavayu leads you up. As you lead yourself up, you are into the fields of light. And then you have visions of ashrams. You have visions in the very same area. If there are certain sacred objects or a sacred beings movement, you will feel you have the vision of it and you gain experience of it. <clears throat> That's how once you start moving up from this diaphragm, we generally stay in solar plexus with full of our mental activity. From there, when we move with respiration and reaching pulsation, working with pulsation when we reach the heart, and thereafter if you take to pulsation, Udana pulsation, you are moving up. When you move up, you are moving towards the sky. The Vishuddhi is considered to be the center for the sky. 
Anahata is the tatva is akasha, it's the tatva is vayu. Vishuddhi is the tatva is akasha. Manipurka is the tatva is water. Swadhisthana is the tatva is fire. Muladhara is the tatva is matter. So when we are only with the matter and crawling on the matter all the time, we are called serpents. When we are relating only to matter all the time, it's like a serpent crawling with its belly on the earth. It has only horizontal movement. Man has a facility for vertical movement. Man has a facility for vertical movement. So therefore, to get to a vertical movement is the first step for yoga. Until then there is no yoga. We may be speaking about yoga, but the upward movement of your your own awareness within you is possible with the association of the pulsating principle. When the awareness joins the pulsating principle, awareness represents is one thread in you which is called the silver thread, and then there is the pulsating principle which is called the life principle, which is also called the golden principle. There is a golden thread in you, there is a silver thread in you. The two, when, when they join together, you are gaining your composite form and ultimately get to the bro center. Before that, all knowledge reveals to you. The knowledge reveals according to the purpose of your life. According to the purpose for which you are in this incarnation, all that knowledge comes to you. And if you, if you decide your purpose upon realizing self-realization or experiencing the truth, which is also said in our invocation, let realization be my attainment, isn't it? Let virtue be my... Let... what is it? Strength of intelligence. Let realization be my attainment. Let my purpose shape into the purpose of our... Let my plan be an epitome of the divine plan. Let me be a brick in the temple of the universe, serving my own purpose in the whole game, in tune with the plan of the divine. So that's another dimension. Coming back to the point, this moving up is important. As you move up, even the tissues of body, they take a lot of change. That's why even in, when we do Sandhya Vandana, we say this Ojosi, Tejosi, Balamasi, Brajosi, Devanam, Dhamma, Dhamasi. Devanam, Dhamma, Dhamasi. Dhamma means the abode. The abode of Devas. Devas means lighted beings. So you can reach up to the abode of the being, abode of the beings where the lighted beings, up to that there is the process. So this process is conducted with the help of air in you. That's why we say, Air is our perceptible God. Namaste Vayu Tvameva Pratyaksham Brahmasa. You are Pratyaksha Brahma. With your help I take to the Paraksha Brahma. From Pratyaksha to Paraksha. As Srinasimapa was saying in the morning. From Sakara to Nirakara, now he has no readiness about it. From Sakara to Nirakara. So from Pratyaksha Brahma who is Vayu, that's what we invoke in the morning and in the evening. Namaste Vayu, Tameva Pratyaksham Brahmas. Even when he yawns like that, it is also the air. Satya Prasad is yawning. 
So therefore, the air, the air is perceptible God. Why is it called perceptible God? See, we, people want to see God, isn't it? And He is not visible. When He is not visible, how can say He is there? That's a question, isn't it? For them, the example is one, there are things which are there which are not visible. And one example is air. Air is not visible. But can you say air is not there? Matter is visible, water is visible, fire is visible, akasha is also visible. Air is not visible, but you cannot deny existence of air. Can you? You cannot. A little mind is enough to know that there is air, but do you see it? So there are things which are existing which you cannot see. So that's why he is called Pratyaksha Brahma. So he leads us to Paraksha Brahma. Therefore, take to the air in you, you are, you, you belong to the fourth kingdom. Relate to the fourth element in you, which is air, which is functioning in you incessantly. As long as you are in, the, in this form, you are with the air. Even when you are out of this form, in another subtle form, you are still with the air. Because the prana exists not only at the stola level, but also at the sushma level, but also, and also at the karana level. The five pulsations exist at the physical, subtle and causal level. Therefore, pulsation is always there with you until you join Brahman. And an udana pulsation leads you upwards. As it leads you upwards up to the earth, throat center, already there is much transformation happening with the tissues of your body and you are engaged more and more with the field of light and the field of sound. The field of light and the field of sound. And as you continue your practice, you move forward. You move forward to reach the bro center. It is at the bro center there is the higher bridge. The third Mantra means higher bridge beginning, isn't it? Deep deep, axis arranged ours, higher bridge beginning. Higher bridge is from Agnya to Sahasrara. It has to happen, you have to stay and wait for the bridge to happen from the other side to this side. Being at the bro, there has to be a secretion that has to, by virtue of your continuous practices, there will be secretion from Agnya building the bridge from bro to agnya by which you move onwards. Move onwards, forward. And thereafter then you take to the final step of dhyana. When you reach your bro center, it is called dharana. When you move from heart center to, up to bro center, it is called pratyahara, means drawn within. Drawn. You should be able to draw yourself within your own being. We cannot always stretch out into the world. That's why we are given the symbol of tortoise as a sacred symbol. It gives the message, when required, stretch out, when not required, stay within. Isn't it? And the one who stays within is more stable. And he can move at will into the outer world and can move back into himself at will. That is what is represented by turtle or tortoise. That's why the one who has this ability to move deep into his own being and who according to the time and according to the birth 
to the need, move out and yet come back to, into his own being. Such one is considered to be reaching the state of etartized. Such one remains stable. That's why when we build houses, people say, did you set the kurma yantra in your house? Isn't it? Kurma yantra in the house has no relevance. It may have kurma yantra in the house, the house may be stable, but you are not stable. If kurma yantra is in you, you are stable. Whether the house is stable or not, if you have a house, you don't have house, you are stable. Because your house is inside. So this inner stability is gained as you move inward. As you move inward. So as you move further and further and further, your abilities grow in terms of perception. Perception. Pasyanti. From Vaikari, which is an expressive state, into Madhyama, getting inside, and then moving upwards in you, you reach Pasyanti state. Then as you reach the bro center, your perceptions are different from others' perceptions. Your perceptions, they are different from others' perceptions. You perceive from para, from para to pasyanti. Others perceive from the surroundings. Their perception is from the world. Your perception is from above downwards. So you perceive and you speak. You perceive and you write. You perceive and you teach. That's different. To receive from higher circles and to transmit in the lower circle becomes possible. That's what is said by Master C.V.V. and also said by Master E.K. in the book. These are from the higher circles. These are from those whom I follow to those who follow me. <coughs> That's the beauty that you receive from para state, beyond state, into percenti state, and then you make a plan of it. After perception there is a conception, after conception there is delivery. Perception, conception and delivery, this is how the word is at work. The word is fourfold. Para, percenti, madhyama, vaikari. So everything that you, you, you don't perceive from the surroundings. You don't perceive from the gullies that are around. You don't perceive from the world. You perceive vertically. You perceive vertically and distribute horizontally. Receive from higher circles, distribute in lower circles. That's the beauty. Of course, this bookmark has triggered me into the regular <laughs> pravachanam as such, isn't it? <coughs> That's okay. There is another bookmark which which is, uh, I would say, when, when this is done, this, this becomes not so very relevant, but I will also mention this. So therefore, that's the way for us. The path of yoga is through the, through the inner column in you. And you would realize that you are a column of consciousness. You are a column of a light, of light. And that light is all permeating, it is also in you. That's why the symbol of a tree is given. You are a symbol of tree when you see yourself in your lighted form. The head, it has, don't think your awareness is only limited to the skull. It permeates, it's sara permeates. So it is like this you have. So in that light when you stay, 
already you went through transmutation of body cells and you are transcend, transcending, meaning taking to higher states. And then happens transformation. Transformation. Transformation means within the body you form another body. That body helps you to move out from the ajna. That body helps us to move out from the ajna. That is what Master CVV, out of pure compassion for the beings, the Brahman himself came and introduced himself to Master CVV, who was an advanced initiate from the ashram of Master Jupiter. And he promised, I shall provide you immortality. When you gain the body of light, it is called Kanchana Deha. Kanchana Deha or golden body, Sushma Sarira, subtle body. In that body you can live longer. Just as I have been mentioning, you live longer, the butter lives longer than the milk. Butter lives longer than the milk. And then it can further transform into diamond body, Vajra Sarira, diamond light. Then it is almost, it can stay for a yuga. See, we speak of Hanuman, Kanchana Deha, we say, Vajra Sarira, we say, Vajrangabali, we say. Every adept whom we adore, they all have three bodies. A diamond body or Vajra Sarira, a golden body or Sushma Sarira and a physical body. They work in the surroundings with the physical body. They work with the golden body, move out and work, move out and do works in one plane, with the golden body, in the emotional and mental plane they help people. And in the higher planes they work with diamond body. This is how every master of wisdom has three bodies. He has developed two more bodies from one body. Just like we are engaged in building Two more houses after we build one house. Isn't it? Man is not satisfied with one house. If he has resources, he will build another house. And if he still has resources, he will build another house. Isn't it? But building this house enables you to to have continuity of consciousness, number one. The facility is when you build this body, as this, the body of flesh and blood, as before it drops, you move into it. And every night you move into the body of light and move out and do works of goodwill. During the day you stay with this body and function in the surroundings. That is how the work is done by masters of wisdom. So by doing so, one day when you are to depart from this body of flesh and blood, you have no, you don't have crisis. Because it is like, it's very easy for you. It has become your practice that you move out regularly. That is what I have written in the 8th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the book which was released in the morning. Practice it daily to move out of this body. That is a technique given. A technique given. So that eventually when you, the hour of death for the body comes, you are not in crisis. You would move out of it. See, if there is, there is sometimes there is a mock firefighting, you know. There is a mock firefighting where people come with fire engines and they go around and then see. Because when, really when the fire is there, would, the, would this equipment, these facilities, would they function or not, they would like to test. 
So let us test on a daily basis. Because every time you walk into the bedroom, you are walking into death room according to Master Siri. It is there in the occult meditation. Mr. Narasimhapa will be able to affirm it because he is so regular, he has done so many rounds of these 93 meditations. Your bedroom is your death room, means it is your departure room. That is a departure. So as you get into your sleep hours, you can depart provided you make the necessary arrangements, keeping the bedroom clean, keeping it fragrant. Don't keep all kinds of things in the bedroom. Let there be fragrance, let there be a, a feeble lamp or light. Set your head in any direction except north. And then set the body on the comfortable bed that you choose. And then slowly restore the limbs, the limbs of the body to the five elements. It is from these five elements. The, the reservoir the reservoirs of five elements five elements. We borrow from there and build this body, all the five elements around this earth are giving elements to our body, five elements. Restore them to them. It's an imagination. This imagination is given in the book Occult Meditation. Occult Meditations, Letters and Occult Meditation by Master Jvarku. Whatever is said by Krishna is detailed by him. Then what do you do with your senses? What do you do with Till tomorrow morning you have nothing to do with your senses. As you sleep, you don't need them. The body, the body limbs are not needed. So restore the senses to prachetas. They are the intelligences who give us the prachetas means externalized chetana, externalized awareness. So because of the sense, senses we are able to externalize and relate to the objective. So restore them to prachetas. And then you are left with your mind and thoughts. Restore the mind with Manu Vaivasvata. It is He, His principal functioning as mind in us. Then what are you? You are a resplendent, pulsating principle. That light is what is called the Buddhi, the Ara of Buddhi in you. The center is you and it keeps on pulsating. So relate to pulsation. Don't sleep vaguely. Relate to pulsation in the heart and then work with it as much as your prana and apana are equalized, samana prana happens and then you get the lift up. So make this practice daily. When you do regularly this, when the hour of death comes, it becomes easy to move out. All other inferior artifices need not be resorted to. You can move out like a king from Rajadwara. This is, we have Raja Simhasana at the Agnya center and Simhasana at the heart center. The one who is a yogi, he lives in the heart, a Rajayogi lives in the head. And at will, just in a split second, you can move out of the body. That's how he, Master CVV demonstrated, he moves out of the body. He comes back into the body. When he moves out of the body for all practical purposes, he is considered as no pulsation in the body. Unadana poeta dudana dehendustar, ikapatu dustar. 
ఇక్కడ వినపరచకపోతే ఇక్కడ పెట్టి చూస్తారు అక్కడ వినపరచకపోతే అలా ఎయిటీన్ టైమ్స్ అన్షోర్ట్ సీ యూ కెన్ గోఅట్ యూ కెన్ కమ్ బ్యాక్ యూ కెన్ గోఅట్ యూ కెన్ కమ్ బ్యాక్ దిస్ ఈజ్ వాట్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు రిలేట్ టు మాస్టర్స్ ఇవి డోంట్ పుష్ ఆల్ యువర్ మండే అండ్ డైలీ రొటీన్ ప్రాబ్లమ్స్ టు హిమ్ ఆల్ ది టైమ్ హీస్ విలింగ్ టు లిజన్ టు దెమ్ అండ్ ఈవెన్ సాల్వ్ దెమ్ బట్ దట్స్ నాట్ ది ఇష్యూ ఈస్ ఇట్స్ ఎ గ్రాండ్ బీయింగ్ దట్ హ్యాస్ కమ్ టు లిఫ్ట్ యూ అప్ lift you out of your body again. Not only he did it on him, he did it on his disciple. He did it on his wife. He showed it, I can do it for you also. See, a yogi may be able to do it for himself. But here is a yogi, he who did it for the ones who follow him, I can do it for you. He did it for Sundaram, he did it for, he sent Chandu, he sent his lady Venkama into highest fears and then him. He monitored them, regulated them and brought it back. It all looks uh, a cock and bull story, but the truth is there. People were there witnessing it. There were philosophers also witnessing it. Vedantins were witnessing it. They were not gullible people around him. Master C.V.V. belonged to a very high society, meaning a very learned society. Very learned. All scholars of his times used to gather around him. <coughs> Musicians used to gather around him. Philosophers used to gather around him. So he demonstrated, come on, this is what I have received and this is what I wish to give you all. So that's why he is the one who can cause adjustments to our planetary gati. Jeevulalo, grahagatulano, sakajesi. he can make needed adjustments to the planets which are causing problem sushma deham avaratvam sadhinchi to to enable the beings to gain this body of light and then vahikaluga sushrana swikarinchi to work through them he has many channels to work through. that's the work that's why he says immortality for all brahman for all అందరికి బ్రహ్మత్వం అందరికి అమరత్వం సో వెన్ వెన్ విల్ దిస్ బ్రహ్మత్వం హ్యాపెన్స్ వెన్ యూ హ్యాస్ యూ కీప్ ఆన్ అన్ఫోల్డింగ్ ఇన్ యువర్ నాలెడ్జ్ అండ్ యూ రీచ్ యువర్ ఆజ్ఞా సెంటర్ అండ్ దేర్ అపాన్ కాంటెంప్లేట్ అపాన్ సహస్రారా యూ వెయిట్ దేర్ అండ్ యూ రిలేట్ టు ది ఆమ్నీ ప్రెసెంట్ ఆమ్నీ పుటెంట్ ఆమ్నీషియంట్ వన్ వన్ ఫైన్ మార్నింగ్ యూ వుడ్ ఫైన్ దట్ విత్ ఇన్ యూ అండ్ అరౌండ్ యూ దెర్ ఇస్ ఓన్లీ వన్ ఎక్సిస్టెన్స్ ఇట్ హ్యాపీస్ So that's how he intends bestowing Brahman, he intends bestowing, the bestowing immortality and you would surely experience that you don't die, but you depart. You don't die does not mean that you always stay in the body. You can't stay in the body behind a point. You know that? You can't. See, can you stay in your car which you bought in 1945? It doesn't function. would you not replace your car would you not replace your motor bike would you not replace the articles that you use when they are overused they are no more functional how can you stay in a body which cannot see well the eyes are depreciated the ears does not enable you to listen the tongue does not give you the taste the sense this sense of touch is also lost 
sense of smell is lost, the legs don't move, you cannot bend. If something falls on the floor, you need someone to pick it up for you. Isn't it? Already these symptoms are there in the <coughs> retired community, isn't it? Even the neck cannot move in all directions easily, isn't it? If you have to turn this side, you turn the whole body this way, like this. Why do you live? Why should you live in such a body? You can as well get out and get back with a new vehicle. That's why for a yogi, there is a, he has, to him, as I said in the afternoon today, Brahman is everywhere, he doesn't mind staying here. Brahman is as much here as he is elsewhere. Because it's all permanent. There can be no non-Brahman's place, isn't it? That's what Krishna says, there is no non-God thing in the creation. All is God. All is that energy. So therefore, this is his promise. Pranatana Dijanan Swatmatulyan Karoti. Whoever relates to me offers a respectful approach towards me, I would make sure <coughs> that they become as much as I am. As much as I am means we should know what, how much are you, isn't it? If everyone says, I will make you as much as I am, he may be some kind of a, a messenger boy in an office who, who would like that another person would never like that I would ask. If he says, I, I would make you as much as I am, people will say, thank you. Isn't it? So, when he said, the Nadi said about him, the very purpose of his advent is pranatanijajanan svatmatulyanka. Whosoever relates to me or worships me or follows the path that I have given, I shall ensure that he becomes as much as I am. And then who are you? I am Brahman. Many times he said it very clearly. Very clear. People have asked him, who are you, Master? Because those were the times where this theosophical astralism is very high. Because everyone was feeling whether he is Master Kutumi or Master Maurya or Maitreya himself or reincarnation. This reincarnation was a, a crazy thing which was moving in rounds. So they asked him, who, which Master are you? Are you Master Maurya? He said, I am Brahman. That's why when he went to Tirupati also for the after the second marriage which happened in Tirupati, they went up the hill, they took them, uh, they took him to the hill and they, he was face to face with the Lord. So they were all doing namaskar of to Lord Venkateshwara. But the Master did not. Master did not. They all saw, including the priest. The priest could not say anything. Just looking into the eyes of the Master, he could not say after coming out of the sanctum, sanctum, the followers asked him, why did you not uh, do namaskara to Lord Venkateshwara? Then the master said, do you, do you make namaskara to yourself? He said. Do you make namaskara to yourself? When you see yourself in a mirror, do you do like this? <laughs> do you? That's what is his answer. 
when when he made such statements the contemporary people felt this man is audacious this is too much that's why in the surroundings it was more suspected in the distance it was more appreciated and experienced it's always like that it's always like that just under the lamp there is the shade but the light of the candle of the lamp it is all around the light is all around but not under the lamp isn't it groping for the light in the shadow of the lamp is the typical character of kali yuga that is how we have a statement groping for the light in the shadow of the lamp just under the shadow of the lamp there is darkness but all around it is light isn't it once uh, another friend of mine who was very, very much admiring me he was also a commissioner of income tax he came to know about master ek and he also came to know that master ek is residing in the first floor of my house so he telephoned to him a telephone to me narsimha sahab <coughs> he telephoned to me kumar i know so much about you and all that you do but is it true that your master is also with you in the first floor i said yes can i come and would you please introduce me to him i said yes please come he is a very theistic person very righteous man and highly affectionate so he came all the way from another city for this purpose i informed the master i said master he is we don't have to tell anything about the master to the master about any person the moment we tell him he will himself say i don't need to see him or he cannot see i told you the other day no <clears throat> it's not easy only according to purpose he meets when i told him yes he can come so i took him over to the first floor and they had very nice conversations and master gave lot of guidance to rasim sir lot of guidance and see master is a scanner you know so he can he scans out and sets certain things and then the person was so elated so when he came down he thanked me he took a cup of coffee and some little tiffin when he moved out at the gate he said be careful you are directly under his shade <laughs> be careful you are you are directly under his shade i said yes i know that that's why i keep myself much more alert so that's why i say is in kumbakona nobody bothered about even today it is so when we go with all groups in large numbers initially in late 70s when i was going with europeans where the people were coming and asking me why do you bring all of them here what is there here <laughs> so slowly they got accustomed this seems to be very important but they don't get in they don't get in they don't pray isn't it for the proximity light is not <clears throat> for the distance yes for the distance that's why jesus christ also says no prophet is ever appreciated in his own land he was also not accepted in the proximity isn't it so anyway that's a different story i am brahman so so how can i make a namaskara to myself if you make namaskara it's okay to me that's how he he was speaking so he is it is brahman himself 
Brahman himself, the, the energy is completely filled him and he transmitted it and the beauty is its aquarium and then the impact is that of Uranus. Please read the book Aquarian Master, number one. Please read the book Aquarian Cross, number two. Please read Uranus, number two. the book on Uranus. Then you get many more dimensions relating to Master CVV. It's all his work. It's all his work. In fact, there are about uh, three to four pages on Aquarius in the book Spiritual Astrology and another three to four pages about Uranus in this book. Every sentence is profound. Profound. It can be once, it took nine, nine days for me to speak those four pages to a group in Germany. Such, are the profundity, such is the profundity of these books. So therefore, with all this information, this is information is only to orient you so that you do your prayers with much more veneration, with much more intent, with much more regularity. When it happens, the master calls on you. It becomes master call. It will not be just master may call. Isn't it? Master may call is a, a chance situation, but when you practice, it is master call, isn't it? So let master may call become master call to all of us. And we lived in his presence by relating to him and the works he has done and then the practices he has given. And I am thankful to you all for all that you have absorbed during these two and a half days. And at the, at the end I also express what is said in another bookmark that is totally different. See, diagonally opposite things do exist in creation, <laughs> isn't it? And the, the opposites are complementary. Therefore, here I speak of faith. So someone comes to the office and then makes discussions and they say, so really, does really faith help? Faith moves mountains. Faith moves mountains. So as he left, immediately <laughs> I wrote a statement for myself, not for him. So when Brother Navanitam asked, I gave it to him. Pure faith enables higher cooperation. Pure faith enables higher cooperation. If you have faith in a master of wisdom, you gain the cooperation of the master. If you doubt it, it will not. If you have faith in an angel, there is an angelic cooperation. It's the faith that gives you cooperation. If you have faith in the weather, the weather cooperates with you. It's a pure faith. Not a faith with a kama, with a, with a kintu, with a parantu, no. Faith means complete faith. Cooperation in creation is possible from any dimension provided you have hundred percent faith. But not all are gifted with faith. That's another thing. To be gifted with faith itself is an anugraha. It's a grace. Some have it, some don't have it. Those who don't have it go by this first bookmark. Those who have Instantly, instinctively they have faith, they, be, they are believers. So when you have belief, you receive the cooperation. That's how there are people who 
Hanuman did this for me, or Rama did this for me, Ganesha did this for me. Why Ganesha, Rama or Hanuman? You go around a tree every day and when your jobs are done, you think that the tree has helped you. You go around the cow every day. If you have faith, you feel that the cow, the cow is bestowing so much wealth. It is faith. Faith moves mountains. If you are gifted with faith, appropriately use it, completely believe and then go ahead. Then you receive cooperation from visible and invisible place. That's enough for today because it's already shooting beyond the scheduled time. Thank you one and all. Master blesses all.